Okay, here's the situation. I got a mouthful of chocolate and nothing to talk about. I came in the den and sat down. My dad's watching hockey. I said, do you want to mute it or turn it off? He muted it. So that's his level of participation in this. <laughs> I got another chocolate sitting on the table next to me. So I'm hoping at some point you'll wax poetic about some deep recovery <laughs> wisdom. And I'll get to sit back and pound that. I have all the depth of a piece of cellophane. <laughs> well, there we go. Between the two of us. Yeah. It's actually not much more than that. All right. Well, welcome to the Recovery Podcast. Um, we're episode eight. Yeah. Well, episode eight and getting less professional. That's that's two months of content. Two months of yeah content. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it so far. I mean, obviously it hasn't gotten out yet. Uh, though I did publish the first one on the um, the Anchor platform that I've decided to use. Um, just to sort of see how it worked, see how it sounded. As I'm building the website, I wanted to have the page for the podcast um, kind of figured out. So I, I feel pretty good about that page. The other two podcasts, whatever Jeanette and I will end up doing, I have no idea for the family show. And then Seeking Said Guru will... I mean, my God, I've been recording about this forever, but I don't know how I really want to start that. So mm. that's where I'm at with those. Um, I guess just a bit of housekeeping off the top. Jeanette and I are doing a show at the Carlton coming up, um, which I'm kind of excited about. And uh, uh, what else? We're doing the show there. We're doing the show for the kids in April. We're just trying to do some more shows. Um, that's been going well. And otherwise, that's really been my focus the last... A uh, week or so. It's mm -hmm. just the show's coming up and um, throwing the kids down a water slide today, which was fun. What about you? How was your week? Well, we did Tuesday, so we're short. We're a short week. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been good. Um, like I said, back playing hockey and uh, um, still struggling trying to break in my new skates. I took them to a shoemaker here uh, last week. <laughs> yeah. And he stretched them a little bit, but still, you know, still bugging. Yeah, old feet, new, you know, old, you know, old feet and new skates don't always line up. Yeah, <clears throat> I may have to get them worked on again, but it's, um, I think it's coming. It's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting that little extra. Now my foot's so damn sore every time I put it in, it hurts anyway. Well, so. I think that's the issue, and I think, yeah. um, you know, hockey's going to be shutting down here shortly. Well, that's what I thought, but it looks like we may be going until uh, uh, May. Oh, so you know, well, even still, it's a month longer less. to put up to put up with that. Or, yeah, yeah so, I think, you know, and then over the summer, your foot's going to heal. So by the time you put it back in the boot with more room, yeah. you should be fine. Yeah, and I've uh, I've gone through. But yes, all that is quite a recovery process. <laughs> yes, see, plug always in the plug. theme. Plug, but uh, yeah, so I've been working on the 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 podcast like um uh, I've been tasked to uh, yes he just threw a stick he can't do that I'm oh, watching see you see what I'm saying <laughs> eight episodes in he's already abandoned you <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's uh where was it exactly father I lost my train exactly of short train <laughs> um, um, but, but yeah so it's working on the podcast yeah, you've been tasked the podcast with and and uh, trying to 
listen to them and then kind of jot down the uh, well table of content, I guess. Yeah, just to give me an idea so that when I post them, you have to write like the description. Yeah. So you have like a one word or one sentence. Uh, here's sort of the gist of what we spoke about, and then. But you have you have no idea how much we talk about. Like. Well, I'm here equal li time. Literally, literally. Yeah. I sat down tonight. Oh boy, is that a bad thing? And I did the the number six. Um, yeah, yeah. So I actually ended up writing. I think it was ten pages. Uh, <laughs> point form of just topics and things that we discussed mm -hmm. so it we tend to ramble yeah and cover a lot of different material in, in, in the run of a pot which is fun and good but it's really hard to listen and try to jot down and I know that I'm, I'm missing stuff just because it's uh, I, I'm I'm not the quickest when it comes to writing stuff down. Then I got to transpose it into into typing. Yeah, you got to try to read your own handwriting, which is when I'm writing and I'm kind of on my knee, and then slapping at a keyboard like a barbarian. Yeah, and I'm a horrible writer and a worse typer. You got so uh, thick gorilla fingers. Yeah, it it doesn't make for <laughs> uh, smooth transition. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes, but no, it's good. It's it's kind of fun to uh, to go through them and and just because uh, we do we it, it's kind of fun because we do go off like we'll be talking about something and somebody will mention something and we're off on a, yeah another journey mm -hmm. okay. and uh, <laughs> I just pointed out the stick throwing incident yeah uh, yeah so it's uh, it's good I mean uh, like I said uh, talked a little bit about talking to the kids uh, last week. Um, but I got a bunch more of those booked for right after March break. Uh, I've got, I think, four classes to do at Horton. We're doing the grade nines this time. Okay. And uh, hopefully, maybe I'll get a little help from somebody at Crosby who might come up and, you know, kind of lend a hand. Yeah. Uh, it makes it a little easier. I mean, I, I can do three classes in a row and talk for all that time, but it, it, uh, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping. I don't know. I haven't asked anybody for help yet, so I'll have to see if that's possible. Mm. But yeah, looking forward to doing those. And still haven't got a hold of Sue regarding the uh, yeah the other the NSCC one. Right. Which that I'm really looking forward to that if I can get in there and, and talk to the, to the kids that are actually studying. You know, to be in the helping field. Yeah, to be in the field. Yeah. So yeah, for that, sure. That'll that'll be a lot of fun. And um, I got asked by Molly. I went in and did a little shift on Friday. Yeah. Uh, they they all wanted to go out for supper uh, as a group, the Crosby House. I mean, <clears throat> so they started asking me to come in and just cover like three hours while they go out and have their meal and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So it was kind of fun. I, I got to talk to a couple of clients and you know just. Yeah, kind of really enjoyed that. Yeah. So it's, uh, I miss it. I, I miss that interaction with, with clients. And it's not the same when you're just kind of parachuting in for three hours. You really don't have Yeah, a, you don't have any bond or connection. Yeah, there's no relationship building or anything like going on. But I, I did. I, I, I had a great chat with this one lady. And uh, yeah, so I, I kind of miss that. So I guess the 
speaking to students and speaking to yeah, it would help classes. It, it kind of fills that void. Mm -hmm. and, Did you ever uh, hand out um, like information so that they could, if they wanted to, contact you? I do at school. Yeah, okay. I give my, uh, I give my, they all have my phone number and email address at school, so if any kid wants to get a hold of me, that's uh, okay, cool. available. Did I tell you that Jen uh, uh, emailed me about um, doing for like the school in September when the kids go back? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Going in and doing, <clears throat> from my understanding, it's basically half an hour four times. Yeah. For the, for the different age, age groups oh, okay. that will come in. Okay. And it's just... What you, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's whatever I want to talk about. It's not doing stand-up. Yeah. yeah. It's a half hour of whatever I want to talk about. That's kind of cool. That'd yeah. Fun. That'd be fun to do, actually. And it gives me enough time to, like, what the hell do I want to talk about? You know, figure that out. Well, I think, like, I think for kids, especially high school kids, I mean, they're looking, you know, at what's next. Yeah, of course. And uh, so it's kind of fun to say, yeah, I, I, I went to school here. Yeah. And uh, My sister's right over this, there. This is what I ended up doing uh, with yeah. my life, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, you know, aspiring to... I mean, yeah. They want to be inspired. Yeah. Well, they're trying to find something that, that might uh, tweak their imagination, their their, their uh, light of fire. Right. Oh, and, light and, of fire. Yeah. That's mm. good. There you go. There's lighting a fire. Yeah. Take a dry stick... <laughs> With a bow. Speaking of which, we saw some nasty bugs today at the mall when we took the kids. Yeah. They had, uh, there are things in existence. Like, if that had been a science fiction booth, and the, and from, like, books or movies that I hadn't seen, I'd be like, of course, of course somebody invented this horrible creature. <laughs> they had these things in the millipede section, but they're not millipedes, but they were next to the, they were bookending this huge millipede. Yeah. And uh, they were, they, they, everything about them was sharp and angry and they were long and uh, I said uh, those things look nasty he's like yeah those will straight up kill you oh nice to know and I was like really those would kill you and he's like those are more venomous than any snake any spider in the world they are the most dangerous creature in some place cool. that I can't remember that I should have remembered where, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. they are yeah. but they were oh it was, it was nasty and then they uh, so I was dealing with the kids in the mall and then uh, Jeanette yells at me across the mall and Buddy had put one of the stick bugs on her. And you know Jeanette and bugs, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's squealing. So, we, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. We had a good time. Um, and then you're thinking about taking the kids to the dinosaur. Yeah, we'd like to take them into the dinosaur yeah, that'd be, exhibit. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, Natural History Museum. We've got a lot. we got so much around here that we don't plug into. Yeah, there is. <clears throat> um but yeah, actually, I was thinking that that might be one thing when you're going to talk to the schools, if you're looking for some somebody to fill in. I mean, you're, I suppose you're talking specifically about recovery, um, but there's there might be an angle, you mm. know what I mean? Like, I mean, certainly with the podcast, once that goes out, we, we're going to be kind of like a package well, deal. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah well, package deal. Oh, <laughs> so well played. Well, let me take a bite of chocolate. Well played, well played. We should make a, a show about that. <laughs> yeah. Package deal. Yeah, it mm. should be a show. Yeah, might do that. Right. Too bad there isn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, that's what I, I'd really like for this to turn into. I really would like it to turn into uh, something that can be taken to schools because, I mean, 
and we've talked about, you know, knowledge and all that kind of stuff, but I, I really do think that um, this is this is a topic that doesn't get handled at all mm. uh, unless you go into like uh, you know addiction counseling or you go into you know uh, sociology or something like that. But the topic that we're talking about is is about learning to live mm. on life's terms, not you know, right. and and not trying to force your preconceived notions you know and make life conform yeah because uh, that's what gets you in trouble but mm. I, I think 99 percent of the kids graduating high school uh have no idea of how to deal with life on life's terms i mean yeah. they, they're they're pretty cloistered mm -hmm. and uh and shaped by you know all the crap that that we have on the tubes, yeah, oh yeah, and the screens. I, I, I it's, yeah, every day I, I think, oh, my kids in this TV, and me in this TV, and this TV. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. So it, it's I think it's I think it's really necessary to be able to. I I I'd, I'd like to do a talk in school on just the uh, the four tenets of Ernie Larson. Mm. You know, what you live with, you learn, what yeah, you learn, you practice, what you practice, you become, what you become has consequences. I mean, that is how we are built. Yeah. And how we, uh, you know, uh, look at life. Yeah. And uh, until we figure that out, uh, that it either is or isn't working. Like, if, if you've grown up in a really good, well-balanced home, uh, you know, with yeah. loving parents and everybody shares and all that shit. Then you walk out, and you've got a pretty balanced outlook. Yeah, yeah. But uh, balanced is a good word. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of that going on. No, not not these days. Yeah, I think I think uh, dysfunction is the norm. Yeah, you know. So it's uh, man, I, I I you know I just I I think often of if I had known some of this stuff uh, early, mm. uh, it may have helped avoid some of the pitfalls i don't know it, it, it may not have yeah but in a way i think you're you're kind of a, a a bit of an example of that yeah where you know like i shared all this addiction stuff with you guys when you were young yeah and uh, you really never tried anything I, while, you, I while your brain was forming anyway. yeah uh, to the point where you know you were you were a grown adult and, and 36 yeah and then started you know uh, uh experimenting and mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with experimenting don't get me wrong on that mm -hmm. it's just if you have the genetics that are that are predispose you to mm -hmm. this problem mm -hmm. uh I, I think it's a double-edged sword mm -hmm. when you especially when you start messing around with it in your early teens mm -hmm. uh, because your brain is already susceptible your brain is already predisposed and then you you add in uh the elixir of insanity, uh, in my case, and which is it, both love and substance abuse. Oh yeah, and, and at that age, compulsion just takes yeah. over. It, it yeah. just it runs your life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I I think that would be a really good message uh, to be able to take yeah. the schools mm -hmm. and just say, hey hey look, this is this is where it can go, and I think that if you want to use the term harm reduction, that's harm reduction right you know you know at least give 
give them the knowledge that when the when this stuff does start going on, mm -hmm. I used to do this with. Uh, I even did it with uh, middle school, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, just say, "Look, man, when uh, you know you're going to experiment with this stuff, you're going to try different things as you're growing up. That's natural." But all of a sudden, if you're 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 doing this behavior uh, instead of doing the things that you always love doing, that becomes a dangerous slide. Mm -hmm. So that 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 needs to be taught. And yeah. it's not. At right. this stage of the game, it's not. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'd like to see this kind of turn into. That'd yeah. That would be kind of cool. I actually got asked about um, by a friend um, who uh, they were like, you know, you, their kids right now are of an age where, you know, they know what alcohol is. They mm -hmm. know what these substances are. Um, it's in <clears throat> their family as it's in all families. Um, asked me to sit down with the kids just from perspective of what, like when you were growing up, like what did your father tell you about it? Right. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. I was like, of course. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think the more, know. I think the more information you have, the better choices you make, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think, I mean, good information. Right. I mean, there's tons of crap. Uh, yeah, ugh. Unfortunately, but I think good information uh, given freely by, from experience, mm -hmm. I think bears a lot of weight. I think it really helps, you know, like, uh, it gives okay. you the opportunity anyway. I'll take, I'll take an uh, ineloquent person speaking from experience over an articulate person speaking from learned any day. Do you know what I mean? Like, listen, uh, all you have to do is turn on CNN and you see that. Yeah. It's a lot of really eloquent people yeah. who are spouting stuff they don't have experience with. Yeah. And, and, and talking nonsense in, in general. Yeah. Uh, not so, specifically CNN. All me. <laughs> to a degree. It's, uh, but I mean, today yeah. I was, I, I got so frustrated. I watched a little bit of CNN today and I watched this, this, um, ambassador to New Zealand, mm. to New Zealand, and uh, one of the talking heads on CNN was really pushing him hard to uh, say something nasty about Trump. Mm. Now, I'm not yeah. a Trump supporter in any stretch of, of the imagination, but I mean, this guy's livelihood depends on him, yeah. you know, uh, and... and he was somebody who really uh, understood and only talked from his perspective. Mm -hmm. I thought, now there is a very, very intelligent, smart man. Well, ambassador, I suppose, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I've seen lots of ambassadors too. Well, that's that are, true. Yeah. But I mean, this guy just said, in my opinion, this is what I do. This is how I... Uh, treat this horrendous thing. Yeah. Uh, and he spoke from that point of view and I went, good on you, buddy. Yeah. You know, even though Buddy was, oh man, he was, uh, it's kind of fun to watch these, especially these talking heads get there and they get into uh, dealing with people that, you know, have got some smarts. Yeah. And they try to ask the same question in 15 different ways <laughs> as if those people are so <laughs> stupid yeah, yeah. that they're going to slip up. 
I think they just think it's pushing them. It's pushing them. Well, I think it, yeah. Well, anyway. But yeah, there's no need. But it shouldn't uh, be the goal anyway. No, absolutely not. That's an adversarial conversation. It is, but I mean, that's, that's, I think that is the nature. That's where we're at. That's just where we're at. Yeah, that's, that's just the nature of the beast. Did I tell you my thing about how, um, like everybody says, talks about like making like, uh, well, this is the argument I made. I made this argument. And they talk about making arguments. Mm. And and that's why I like, uh, I, I don't make arguments. My thing is I just step into arguments and say, all I'm saying is... Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. in right yeah. because it you know it's I'm literally admitting that all first of all I'm saying alls on purpose yeah because who's this chimp that can't even say the word properly I'm like all I'm all I'm saying is and then I say my my piece yeah whereas they have taken stances right they right. are in a confrontational mode all I'm saying just yeah. gets you right in as mediator off the top yeah. I used to love, and I used to do it on purpose, which is kind of fun. Uh, when you walk into a break room or you walk into a conversation that people are are moving in the lowest common denominator, mm. and they're they're negative and they're just whining and crying, and I used to love to throw out positive statements into the mix. <laughs> And, and watch watch the reaction of of people as they it it was like it it was it was so funny because they really some of them just ignored it totally. <laughs> Other people would would stop and think about it and then ignore it, or they would take what I said, twist it into something that had nothing to do with what I said. So that it would fit into their negative connotation, and it was a real exercise in in uh, mm. in human behavior. Mm. And, and I, oh my God, it was so much fun doing that. But <laughs> that's just me being a prick. But I mean, it was fun. But I mean, it, it, it's really really hard yeah. to um, to to sway people that have been locked into a uh, a mindset. They're rigid. Oh, right. Extremely rigid. Rigidity. Extremely rigid. I, I, I don't know. I think maybe you'll appreciate this. I literally was going to say to Jeanette in the car early on the way home, we were really tired from going to swimming. And I was going to say it to her because it occurred to me because I've been thinking about it, but I didn't because I think it, she'd just be like, uh, okay. I was happy to just ha- be half asleep as we went home. But I'll tell you. So uh, I read that um, Lao Tzu. So Lao Tzu is... Uh, Dao, Dao yes. De Ching, right? Yes. So his when his master was dying, old, 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 old master, and uh, he Lao Tzu's young, and he calls Lao Tzu over, and Lao Tzu comes over, and he's like, "Yes, master," and his master is like, um, uh, "Do I have a, do I have a tongue? Do I have a tongue?" And he leans down, and he's like, "Yes, master, of course." But you wouldn't be able to speak if, if you if you didn't have a tongue. You're, you you have a tongue, and he goes, "Come closer, close." He comes down. He's like, "Do I have any teeth?" And he goes, "No, old, old, old." Yeah, yeah. No teeth. He's like, "Why did I ask you that?" The message yeah. is that rigidity, perceived strength, doesn't last. The softness of the tongue uh, 
I like it. Is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why trees don't go down as much in, you know, earthquakes and things like that, because they're rooted and there's, they, they sway. Move. Yeah, they sway. Buildings crumble. Yeah. So a person, same thing. It's, well, brittleness, brittleness is, is... But like being rigid the, in your opinions yeah. or anything like well, that. Absolutely. You know? But I, th I think, yeah, rigid in your opinion, that, that those, that's what an opinion is. Yeah, people are treating opinion like they're formed facts. Yeah. It's my opinion, therefore it's true. Yeah. And it's like, no. Well, I always used to say opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Oh, I'll just, I have to read Sadhguru's quote today. Because it's about that. Where did I put it? I'll find it. Um, but it's on, uh, it's on opinion. Sorry, one second. Yeah, here's, uh, opinions are like cataracts. They will not allow you to see clearly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's nice, eh? It's, it's a much uh, nicer version of well, what I said. Yeah. yeah, I liked yours. It was colorful. <laughs> that's why I say I swear on stage. I'm uh, just, it's my, it's, I'm, what do I say? Uh, I'm the son of a sailor. I come from a family of alcoholics, and I have three children, age two, three, and four. I'm going to swear. <laughs> it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Ah, it's, you can't even, it's hard to even talk about the world once you open that door. <laughs> oh, I know. It's terrifying. But the good thing about it is that your only responsibility, your greatest responsibility is simply to sort yourself out. Just don't be the problem. Just Here, try not to be the issue yourself. Here, here's what I think. This is just the old dude in the chair here. Uh, I watched a lot of this... Uh, CNN nonsense today and got, <laughs> and got sucked into it like mm -hmm. you know it happens and yet uh, watching you play with the kids and hearing the kids just belly laughing mm -hmm. and going on that's life mm -hmm. yeah that that's real yeah you know the the, the, the you know the, the brain dead square that we watch all the time is not real right it's uh, it, it, it sells itself as real Right. But, I mean, you hear kids laughing and playing and, and, and seeing them create and stuff like that. That's reality. Right. You know, so it, 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 I, I have to be grounded in that yeah. a lot yeah. so that I don't go into that dark void that is being pumped into us like 24-7. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's why, in a way, I, I watch a lot of sports. I watch a lot of... Uh, nature stuff right uh i watch a lot of uh you know just light entertainment right i i i i think to me that's that's the more reality the more reality i can live in the better balance like you were talking about yeah yeah i i feel i can be yeah uh you know i mean well i mean you know you can you can you can get a drink of Kool-Aid. I mean, that's easy to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's natural. But it's, again, it's like that negative break room. Mm -hmm. Is that real? Or is that just what everybody's pumped into? Mm -hmm. You know. So I think it's, it's harder to walk a little differently. 
right. walk a different path than it is. To, and I, I mean, again, you know, we're talking basically a recovery thing. Mm -hmm. I think recovery has given me, you know, a lot of opportunities and, and a lot of uh, um, chances to see the, the the futility, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Of uh, you know how people are sucked into the. You know the way the way we're living. Old Ben Franklin. You know, most people die at twenty five. Don't bury him to sixty five. I think is valid. Yeah. I think a lot of people just kind of exist. They go through the motions, but they're not not living. Living. Mm. What's that right? I wrote something. Right. I think it was when I was taking notes there. Just it triggered uh, something that I thought of. Uh, something about living. I just find like, yeah, we limit ourselves. That's all it is. We're uh, suffering our own freedom. Because mm. it's like, and there's so many options right now of things to do. Ted Gruber talks about it like uh, <laughs> when uh, the human being is the, is the biggest problem on the planet, right? So animals, they just feed their belly. They have one problem, feed their belly. Humans uh, have one problem. When they're hungry, feed their belly, and then once the belly's full, hundreds and hundreds of problems. So many problems. And it's like, what problems? Your belly's full. Yeah, I mean, that's... they're essentially they're created. And so um, I was saying to Jeanette today, like even when we went, we took the kids swimming. So my, here's my experience with swimming. Um, as you find again, my experience mm. with swimming. It's the same as the beach. It's not that I don't like the, in, the mid, in the midst of it. When I'm in the pool, the pool's fine. We're playing with the kids. You always figure out a game, something that's going to make them laugh. In this case, there was a big slide, so I'm bombing down this water slide. That's just fun. Like, I, I don't care what. But it's the, get, it's the getting from the house into the pool. It's all of the boots and Jack. Put your coat on. No. Put your coat on. You're coming with us. No. <clears throat> For half an hour. And then it's um, coming out of the pool and getting to the house. Because it, the changing rooms are frozen. They, they pump all of the heat into the pool. There's, there's nothing where you're naked and wet. Um, I continually, we've only gone to the pool three times, and I continually uh, forget to do that shower rinse off afterwards. That's so what the showers yeah. are for. You rinse before you go in. And then you rinse all of the chemicals off of you when you come out. And I continually, because I'm so freezing, I'm, my nipples are like diamonds. And, uh, and so I, I get the kids dry because they're whining, because they're freezing. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we did, we have, we're covered in chemical. And so that's getting home and then having to put them in a bath. And so it's, uh, but I was saying to Jeanette today, like that's what uh, Sid Guru talks about with likes and dislikes. Hmm. So you dislike the shower situation, the cold room situation, and so you limit yourself to the experience of the pool. You don't get to go to pools then because you think you dislike this thing. It's just, sometimes you'll dislike it, sometimes you won't. It's fine. It's just about who you are in the moment. So no matter how cold the change room is, are you just accepting of it? Because if you're not, now you're creating what is called negative karma, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, just go and do it. Just do that stuff. Get up at five in the morning. Take a cold shower. These things that you're uncomfortable with, don't try to break that limitation. So I think we've just 
the more and more we limit ourselves, I won't do pools, I won't do beaches, I won't, you know, now I, I'm forced to just live in this house. So the whole goal of life, I think people have lost the, maybe the idea of what the hell, what's the point of <clears throat> getting up in the morning and doing stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was just... When I, everything's I, so negative, did you find it? I had to ramble there for a yeah, while. Yeah, no, it was good. I said, because uh, we were talking about this in the last session there, is, you know, um, what, what, weeding, weeding out what works is life. Weeding out what works. Yes. Yeah, so you're 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 going through life. You're trying to figure out uh, what you want to do. You you you. It's trial and error because mm -hmm. there's no manual that comes with it. Unfortunately, no. No. So you you are are weeding out what works for you, and and that's life. And then I said down here. I said the search to learn and gain experience is living. So it's it's. Living is the process of gaining experience uh, guided by knowledge. That's oh. living. Mm. That's that's how we that's how we function. That's how we live. Right. And I was trying to write it down as you were saying. Yeah. It, it, well, think about it for a minute, because if you're not if you're not taking whatever knowledge that you've gained, putting it into living, which is experience then you're not existing. You're, you are existing, and that's all you are, is existing. And I think a lot of people, again, Ben Franklin's saying, I think a lot of people um, wander through life existing, but they're not... I hate to make that... Yeah. What? I just hate to... I, I, no, I agree exactly. I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just mm. using the word existing... In a negative sense, I see it. I see no, I don't. I don't look at it as a negative. I think it, it, it's a, it's it's a choice. Yeah. And and I think that, I think that's why. People uh, are, will settle for things. They'll just settle for the status quo. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not because they're they're defective or deficient in any way. No. It's just they've made a choice mm -hmm. that this is. Okay, that's that's enough. Right. But I think there are other people in 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 this existence mm -hmm. who take a look at that and say, Okay, no, that's okay, but I want something more. And I think that's where recovery for me comes in, is that it has taught me that if I want to be a better version of myself, I have to be constantly on the lookout for new experiences to enhance uh, Bob 2.0. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then Bob 2.01 and 2.02. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, you know, it's what makes life worth living for me. Right. Personally. Right. Uh, and I think that, you know, I don't have any any problem with anybody who just says, no, this is, this is okay. I'm happy where I'm at. That's okay. Yes. But for me, it's not. Right. So, you know, and I think the idea of growing as a human being requires that. Mm -hmm. uh, to be a better version of yourself, it requires you to be looking and expanding and finding new experiences. Well, have I talked yet about the, um, the idea of your life being a movie? Have we talked about that? <clears throat> I think so. Just where, you know, essentially 
that's what your life is. Your life is a movie, and you're the main character. Hence my book. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah, basically course. it. But right? of course. Yeah. Of course everyone's the main character in their own movie. Yeah. You're in every friggin' scene. Exactly. So, and that's fine. It's fine to be the main character. Don't try to be the director. Good point. You're not the writer. Okay. You're the main character. Yeah. You're the invested actor. You don't want an actor who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You're the invested actor in whatever role is given to you day to day. Right. That makes sense because you do, I mean, we do play roles all the time. Yeah. We're playing different, you know, different role. Uh, I'll, I'll be different in this role with you than I would be in my role with Jeanette. Yeah. Exactly. With my kids. Yeah. The role is the responsibility being asked of you in the moment, whatever it is. So, what's, so the, what's the goal? Well, here's the point. Um, what's your movie? Hmm. So your movie, what is your movie? First of all, pick your theme. I chose comedy. Mm -hmm. I like a good comedy, good romantic comedy. Um, but remember this about the movie experience. Don't walk out on it. <clears throat> Don't walk out on your own movie. Well, that, Don't leave yeah. the story hanging. Don't be a secondary character in your own movie. Exactly. Where you put somebody else in the main position. You're a supporting role in those other films, but you're not the you're not the main character of that one. So that's just it. I think it's just trying to convince people of that. And once people see that, not even convince it, just reveal it, mm. then they're like, okay, what's my what am I gonna make this movie? First of all, if you want to be a legit hero, certain things have to happen. You can't be a shithead. There's no such thing as the evil hero. Hmm. If you achieve your goals by assaulting the well-being of other people, you are not a hero. A hero takes whatever life comes mm -hmm. and gets to their destination by, by what? You don't say whatever means necessary. No. So within by a certain... the righteous path. The righteous path. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's dark territory, 38 minutes in. But anyway, yeah, so so that's, that's in, when you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, you want the adventure. That's, that's the adventure of life, mm. going off into uncharted territory. Exactly. That's what an adventure is. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. And that's every time you're seeking knowledge or saying, I don't know, I'd like to learn, that is, that is what is happening. That's an adventure, man, because around the next corner you might hit something that will change your life you know but that yeah I, I like that idea I think that that's a it's an interesting concept because I think I don't think people think of that that way I don't know you know again it, it's awareness like we've talked about many times here but I think awareness is getting to that point where you recognize maybe the part that you're playing Hmm. You know, and then deciding is that a is that the part I want to continue playing, or is this a part that I want to put on the shelf and reinvent mm -hmm. my part? Yeah, that's the. But to me, that's like the actor, the invested actor. Yeah, 
Like I was an invested actor. I was I had questions about my character because the people who wrote them took a long time to write them and had certain ideas on where my character was going to go. But mm. it got to a point where it was a collaborative thing. So that's what life should be. It should be a collaborative thing exactly. with the director. Yeah. And the writer. You know? Is that heavy enough for you folks? Yeah, is that good enough? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not a comedic piece, right? No. It's, not, it's a Well, it can be. Oh yeah, it could be. I, I think I think that's the neat thing about it. It's it's whatever you decide. It could be a children's book, really. Yeah, it could be well, it's a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's a neat way to look at it. And I think that uh, Ah, but it's interesting. Because in any movie, there are many characters. Mm -hmm. And who do you, I mean, what about the guy that just has the bit part in the movie? Yeah, he has a bit part in your movie. In his movie, he's a star. He's had a whole movie. Yeah. Oh, that has, that has some really cool connotations. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm letting my mind go with that. The, the, the parallel is... It is. It's very cool. And so I think what our, our messing around with these ideas and doing stories and writing stories and being is for the people, it's a controlled environment. Hmm. You know? Hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's, there's a certain amount of satisfaction that will be had. It's, it's, there's a soothingness to it. You're seeing a story and some of them are beautifully done and beautifully made. A lot of them aren't, but we sit through it because we're afraid of the real story, which is our story. Hmm. I think that's a, I, I, and again, you know, reverting back into the recovery mode, uh, I, I think that's what makes, I think that's what makes recovering people kind of interesting mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Is that. I they get it. They own it. They, They've they been own forced their, on they, the path. They own their story. Yeah, and they are they are constantly, if they're in like, you know, really good healthy stage two recovery where they're they're doing changes, they're working on themselves and stuff like that. They've decided that, you know, that that's where they are is not where they want to be. So they're they're again the invested actor. So is that then the two stages? The first stage is inward, and the second stage is outward. Like, well, no, I think I think in 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 recovery, stage one recovery is just breaking a primary addiction. So you're just trying to stop the slide, right? Uh, but again, even that takes awareness. But it takes a level of awareness that is very much um, animal in nature, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. It's, mm -hmm. it's very much in like. How do I stop hurting? Mm. How do I get away from the pain? So it's it's more, it's proactive and reactive at the same time. Mm. Where uh, you know addiction is mainly reactive, mm -hmm. uh, but I think you're you're moving from totally reactive to some proactive decisions, but you're still managing the animal body. I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah, the organism. Yeah, the organism, and uh, I think that it's. Uh, uh, stage two is, is Ernie Larson. I, he's my favorite dude. He just said stage two recovery is learning to love. Mm. And I kind of like that, you know, because I mean, there's so many different facets of love that we, you know, mm. that uh, I, I think is really a neat, 
uh, way to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, e being ever more capable of having loving relationships, I think, is the way he puts it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I like that. And I, there's one aspect of in, in one of his tapes there that he said, tapes again, uh, where he says that, um, oh, shit, I lost it. Um, I'm happy to pick up on that if you want to. Yeah, go for it. Well, I just the, the idea of love, like yeah, because um, I think I think oh, if I'm right, so Guru says um, love is 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 one state the human can be in, but compassion is the greater state of love. It's like the next level up. Hmm. And so his ideas on compassion are a lot different than a lot of other people's uh, that I've heard before. But essentially, compassion is just all encompassing love. So we experience love for certain individuals. Let's, you know, be honest. Um, we're, we're there's a, for me, my experience, I have a kindness for other people and like a mm. connection with other people. And I will genuinely speak to whoever I'm in front of. But can I honestly say I love them to the degree I would love you or Jeanette or my children? Mm. No. So that's compassion. Compassion is the ability to feel that same way for every single person. Yeah. Because a tree doesn't give two shits who's sitting under it. That's compassion. Again, I think that I think that is that is that is the goal that should be strived for. Yeah. But again, I think like so many other things that we've talked about, that there are a few who will be able to achieve that level? Oh, I know, but that's what's exciting about it. But that's again, again. Well, that that suits me. That's that's my thing. It, it's like, but like to me, how do I how like, do I move forward? If you're in a if you're in a video game culture, which we are, like, well, you are. Well, yeah, I suppose I, I played am. Uh, maybe three in my whole life. No, but like an adventure story, even yeah. an adventure okay. story. So tell me, a, tell me a more exciting adventure than the one life could potentially be. Yeah, which is to say, perhaps we evolved over many lifetimes striving and striving and striving uh to become what we don't we don't even know it's like a flower doesn't know what it's going to look like mm. before it blooms uh and, and we're striving and striving and so that yes in this lifetime in this lifetime you could do what you could become enlightened that would be the ultimate goal mm. if what all of the books and people that talk shit are right enlightenment i would think would be the ultimate and so that's that's the that's it how could there be a, a, a better adventure than that? First of all, the battleground is yourself. So you always have access to it. Mm. Video games, you got to plug in and shit. Right. You got to get accounts. Yeah. You can get hacked. Enlightenment is this. Yeah. Right? You can sit down with your eyes closed at any point and, and try to do some shit. There's tons of things you can do, but we're not from that culture, from that way of thinking. We're just not there yet. We're like little Bambies with yeah. this stuff. Really. Everybody's seeking self-help, but we don't know where to turn because there's so many snake oil salesmen. Exactly. So that's it. But I think, I think the, the whole idea of, of, of becoming, uh, I, I think I remember it now, is like it's, it's not finding the right person. It's being the right person. Yeah. And then once that happens, then you attract the right person for you mm. but it's uh, it's just it was a unique way of looking at it that i hadn't thought of before i think all people are right for you because every single moment of your life is a possibility of of 
learning a lesson from whatever situation you're in. Oh, I believe that totally. I mean, you know, I, I, I maintain and I always have maintained that the fact that I'm sitting in this chair discussing what we're discussing right now is a result of all the shit that I've gone through in my life to bring me to this point. Right. And conversely, I mean, where I'll be tomorrow night is a result of what we're doing tonight. So yeah. it, it, I think that's that to me is the the nature of of living. Mm -hmm. I think that's the that's the exciting part of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actions and consequences. That's the big one. Most people don't buy into that. But I think consequences. Oh, it's funny. I don't know. I can't speak to your association with it. But when I hear the word consequences, hmm. it tends up a little. It's all, it's got like a negative taste but, to it. No, but it's not. I, I know mean, it's not. But it, that's what my association is with it. Yeah, associations because, are very important. Well, yeah, because I mean that's how we're we're taught. You know, you put your hot hand on a hot stove, you're going to get burned. That, isn't that interesting though? It yeah. triggers a certain response. Yeah, but consequences can be very positive consequences too, as a result of your actions. Of course, it. I, I think I think the word consequences itself mm -hmm. is is uh, it's like the name Jody. It could be a male or a female. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But for me, my yeah, you're association. You're right. You're right. I think that, again, that is, that's our program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and I don't know about anybody else, but I don't like the idea that I'm programmed. Because well, that's when manipulation can come in. Because people can hit certain notes. We don't like it, but I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, it's pretty hard to deny. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the fact, again, a fact of, uh, I think you're programmed until you become aware of the programming that the programming is not valid and and that you want to change it. Then it's then it becomes a choice. Yeah. But it's it's getting to the point where you become aware, and I think that is. But even just aware of the idea that you you should be able to program yourself, really. Like. Well, I think that's that's the goal. Yeah. I think. I mean, if you think about it, I mean. Recovery is all about programming, reprogramming yourself. That's yes. what the very nature of recovery is. Yes. So it's it, and, and I think, I ah, think, and it's like a, it's just a group of people that have been forced into it. <laughs> They've been forced to seek the spiritual path, essentially. Totally. You know, it's funny because uh, you know, it, I've heard it said, and I, I, it's it's a funny statement, but I love it to death. AA is the most popular group that nobody wanted to join. <laughs> and and when mm. you think about that, it's wow. it's it's true. Of course, yeah. I mean, who wants to be associated, you know, with 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 a bunch of really screwed up people? <laughs> but the very nature of that. But when you get into it, it's just a bunch of truth seekers. Exactly. And and and, and that's that's the cool part about it. I think I think some of the the, mm. the best lessons we ever learn are, are where we are not pushed, but uh, life has directed us to make a change or perish. Whoa. And I think that is when you really get down to saying, okay, Whoa. this ain't working. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I mean life as in, like, addiction is life. Uh, it's all life. That's it, yeah. But it's it's where is it taking you? It's just what where, you're doing within it. Yeah. How how is it manifesting in your day to day life? And if it's something that is killing you, 
I think that it bears some really serious looking at it. And that's, that's where I came into my recovery. I knew somewhere deep in my alcohol cloud of brain that I wasn't going to be breathing much longer. Mm. And I think it was, it was, I made a necessary choice at that point in time. And some people don't make it and they die. That's mm. a fact of, that is a fact of life. Mm. But I mean, once you make that choice, then you have to be really open to a lot of really strange and different ways of looking at things that you had never comp- right, you know, contemplated before. Yeah. And, I, and that's the cool, I think the cool part of, of what recovery is, mm-hmm. is, you know, you're sitting around with a bunch of people that literally have dodged many bullets to get there in a room uh, and they're sharing what they've picked up along the way in the hopes that somebody else will pick it up and run with it from there. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about that uh, a couple of things ago. How do you know, uh, you know, when you're when you're not being sold a bill of goods, when you're not being sucked in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think it it boils down to when somebody doesn't have anything to gain from you at all. Mm-hmm but they're willing to share with you, then you know you're in a group that makes sense to you. Right. And that takes many forms. There are many different groups that, that follow that, that, that pathway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's trial and error. It really is. You, you try one, it doesn't work. You, yeah, that's it. That's all it can be. Yeah. Well, even in, in like AA groups, there's, there's healthy AA groups, there's, there's sick ones. Yeah, uh, you know there 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 are many different groups, and I I mean back in the day I'd, I would go to a group, and then when you know like you could I mean ego I mean it's funny we talk a lot about ego and recovery, but mm. you know we have most of us have pathological egos, mm. so it, it's it and it it screams at you when you when you're really trying to make some changes and do better for yourself. And you get involved with some pathological egos, you run. Mm. You don't want to have anything to do with that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, because it's not it's it's not benefiting you in any way except, you know, you're getting sucked down into that vortex. Mm. So yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I think recovery is a really uh, interesting way to live. Yeah, you know, and I've often thought that that it's. Uh, and you can tell. I mean, if you, if you if you are in good recovery and you're working a good program, uh, you can pick bullshit up in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, unless of course that that you plugged in and are going down the rabbit hole. But, mm-hmm. And I've had that happen to me a few times. Mm-hmm. But I'm much less likely to have that happen. I think if you don't learn. Mm-hmm. From your time in the trenches, you're going to be in the trenches a lot. Mm-hmm. So the more you can pick up on those journeys of, of uh, discovery, yeah, good or bad, yeah. I, I think the better off you are. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. But I like that. I mean, that to me, that's my, I guess, area of interest with recovery is just recovering from the life process itself or just having faulty programming, like... You know, like you, you programmed yourself mm. a certain way and, and like you said, you've tried and tried and tried and it's not working or something's not working. Something is not 
and it it is comforting to me though to find people who say no no like your natural state should be just bliss like you you know like in terms of uh, mm. you know being at peace is is bottom line like that is yeah. being at peace is just something that shouldn't even be in question it's not the ultimate goal of life like there are greater dimensions within that one can experience if you you know mm. if you're able to get yourself in alignment and like you know we alluded to like talking about the org organism and so your body your mind your emotions and your energy yeah so it's like those should be working for you it's not that you're those you're not those those should be working for you so your mind should be working for you your body should be able to do whatever it can do, whatever it, you know. Hmm. But I mean, it's part of the the human condition, I guess, if you want, is that we let one or all of those things get out of balance. And then it's, mm. well, I, I'm in the journey right now uh, mm -hmm. uh, of, of getting myself back into a proper weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a proper healthy uh, platform mm -hmm. so that I platform, can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's all a body is, is a <laughs> yeah. platform for everything else. Yeah, it's um, the ultimate platform. Yeah, the ultimate I mean, Facebook. You got to look at it's it. your face. You have to look after it. I'm, I'm down, I think, 34 pounds now. That's crazy, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, um, I, I, again, I know that I'm, I'm not, I don't have the strength I did. Yeah. Because I was a monster. Yeah. Uh, when I had the weight on, I could, if I wanted to move something, it was moving. Right, yes. Uh, not so much at this point in time, but I think I'll gain that back, you know, once I once I bottom out on whatever, wherever this takes me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to have a healthy body mm -hmm. uh, to carry me forward for the next decade or two, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, again, that's me becoming aware that. The road I was on, it was not going to be beneficial for any length of time if I didn't start doing something different now. Right. Uh, and I think, again, it's awareness. Yeah. Um, I've been here many times mm -hmm. uh, and let myself go again because mm -hmm. I uh, slipped back into my old behaviors and old way of doing things. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the nature. Mm -hmm. So that's something I have to be guarded against this time i really don't want to go back okay so then one other thing i was going to talk to you about was in april there is that it's surya kriya so it's a it's an aisha it's an aisha program hmm. it's, uh, it's like sun yoga essentially and so it's i think it's 21 techniques i don't know that it's in, it's incredibly intense i think it's just a I, we can look it up but um that would be sort of a next potential thing that we could do Mm. Ideally, because we want to have something that's, like we said, we did the seven-day inner engineering online. Mm. That's like baseline, baseline stuff, everyone. Uh, the next level would be uh, inner engineering total, which would just be in person. So you'd go and meet and, you know, yada, yada. Um, but we don't have that. We, we, can't, we don't have, I think it's maybe this weekend or next weekend happening in Montreal, but we just didn't, yeah, weren't able to do that. So yeah. the next step then would be the Surya Kriya, which I'm trying to get this producer potentially to film as much of as we can. Right. That's just our experience, uh, Jeanette and I, with it. But I was thinking if you wanted to do it with us, certainly. 
I mean, I, I I'm open to trying. You know me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give anything a go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the, the the more. I don't think there's any lotus positions, but I don't know. Well, I mean, if there is, I'll do sit in the, the back of the class and do the best I can with what I got. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a problem. I, I just mean, feel like if we got you in Lotus, you'd be a flower for the rest of your life. I could be. I could be. A just be sitting plant. there. Is he meditating? He's trapped. No. There, there are certain <laughs> ways. This, uh, th- this is this is my uh, my physique is built for uh, strength, mm-hmm. uh, flexibility, somewhat. Mm-hmm. But very limited, mm-hmm. and it is something I need to. I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do stretch before I play hockey. I do, you know, some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's just to to minimize injury. Mm-hmm. But I think if I was able to, and I think with the reduced weight, I'll I'll have more ability to move better, and that's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that. That will take me to in a direction where I'm trying to move towards. Yeah. So I mean, just even basic yoga now would be helpful. Yeah. Like just doing. I think so. Learning. I mean, there's beginner ones. Like. Well, go. this is. I think this is like a beginner. Yeah. I'll, I'll get more information. I wasn't looking at it in that way, but um, and I also just I didn't. Jeanette was like, "It's not. We're not doing it." But now we're thinking, well, if we can get somebody to come and, like, film our experience and chat with us there and do, like, a whole day Hmm. thing, it might be worthwhile. So, and it's not very expensive. I think it's, like, two, it might be $200. Yeah. But that's, you know. Again. You're learning, you're taking a class. It's a technique. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any problem uh, paying for something that's going to give me a a benefit, you know, that's going to benefit this present carcass that I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll shut it down there. Teaser for next time. Not bad Actually, for again. Having no idea. No idea what we're going to talk about. I ate chocolate. I ate that damn chocolate through that. I don't know if anybody could tell or if it bothered anyone, but I'm not apologizing because oh. it was delicious. Awesome. And um, all right. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, back on track. Thank you for uh, joining us on the Recovery Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, I suppose at this point you can just go to thefamilyshow.ca, um, click on Shows. And uh, there will be a place there you can leave comments and questions. Thanks, y'all. Later.